When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Fader Interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, Editorial Director of The Fader. Few rappers this past decade have changed the sound of hip-hop more than Westside Gun has. While major labels went right, seeking to wring every last dollar out of the trap sound, West's Griselda Records went left, building on Wu-Tang and Mob Deep's paranoid sample-based psychedelia and Rock Marciano's slow, drumless soundscapes to create a unique sonic universe where high art and fashion collide with street-level tales of drug dealing and violence. Even in the Griselda camp, Westside Gun's music stands out from narratively focused artists like Benny the Butcher and Conway the Machine. Rather than dark stories of crimes past, West's songs are abstract blasts of sonic impressionism, combining decayed soul samples with outlandish boasts and unpredictable skits. His annual Hitler Wears Hermes mixtape series, celebrating its ostensibly final edition under the controversy dodging title 10, has become obligatory Halloween listening among rap fans of a lyrical disposition, with each installment growing in popularity thanks to West's uncompromising artistic vision. On the day of the new record's release, Fader contributor Sun Raw spoke with Westside Gun, fresh off the plane at his Atlanta manor. They discussed Ten, West's process, both as a solo artist and a curator of projects for artists like Rome Streets and Armani Caesar, his ambitions in fashion and pro wrestling, and how he created his own hyper-specific corner of hip-hop. All right, welcome to the Fader Interview Podcast. I am Sun Ra, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to curator, fashion designer, MC, wrestling superfan, entrepreneur, and a man at the vanguard of a new wave of underground, grimy hip-hop. Westside Gun, how you doing, fam? Fantastic, man. Super blessed, brother. Super blessed, man. We smoking them right now, man. Ten is out right now. Griselda Records. So, Ten, drop today. How did this project come together? Because your fans who have been following you, they expected a project called Michelle Records, and then... You flipped it around and went to the 10th installment of Hitler Wears Hermes. So how did that transition happen? Honestly, man, I've been doing these tapes since day one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like every year, my whole career, I've done a tape. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, even though I was focusing on Michelle when it still came time to that end of September, top of October, I started hearing them whispers like, yo, we got to get in there and give them what they want. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> because, you know, Michelle was a totally different vibe. People was hearing the snippets. They hearing like the soul classic. They was just waiting for that vibe. But the Hitler Wears Hermes tapes, man, those is just the raw Griselda where we started from. And I just, I had to give it to them. That's interesting to me because it gets into a question I got about your process as an artist and as a curator. How much of it are you planning ahead and how much of it is the energy of that moment? Because I get the sense that you record a lot of it 
quickly, but you've also been talking about it for a long time. So those are like two different approaches. You know, I already be having the cover and the date of the release and all that before I even be done with track two. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I already just be having visions, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can't even explain. And um, like I said, I never even thought I was going to do 10 just three weeks ago. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't even a thought. You feel me? You know, it was Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Like I said, the only reason why Michelle was halfway done now is because I was you know, anticipating on actually releasing that one. You know what I'm saying? I was working on releasing that one. So that's why I actually have work done and I stopped the do 10. Feel me? Because, you know, people thought Michelle was coming out Halloween. You see what I'm saying? So I was already working on a project to drop Michelle. So it's pretty much halfway done. You know what I'm saying? Just whenever I get the urge again, they be like, okay, I want to rhyme some more. I go back and finish it up. But it might take two days. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's a long time, but... And either sometimes, like, I just already had the soundtrack in my head before, you know, I put a rhyme on it. I already know, I, you know, the beat, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I can already tell you, you know, pretty much how the rest of the project going to sound because I already have the production. I just got to fill in the blanks. But it's, you know, I just, it's always off energy. I don't, whenever I just feel it, that's when I just go in and do it. That's why I do it so quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a person who in the studio two, three, four times a week or nothing. I might literally rap, you know, five, six times a year. You know what I'm saying? And, and out of that year, you might get two projects. So it's crazy. But the rest of the year, sometimes you're thinking up ideas and concepts and the fashion's inspiring you and everything else around you. Correct. I, I stay sitting front row wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Things like that just keep me inspired. You know what I'm saying? And that's what motivate me and just, and then I listen to those beats. I might freestyle for an hour or two, but just don't write nothing. When it's time for me to write, I'm just going to get busy. You know what I'm saying? I kind of get familiar with the production. So, like, I already have, like, 20 beats in the stash right now. If I just wanted to make another album, I could. I like to prepare a little bit on that end. You know what I'm saying? Because I just love hearing production. I love hearing production more than I hear people albums. You know what I'm saying? I like to just zone out and listen to the samples and, you know, just vibe, man. Yes, sir. And on those samples, on that production, you've curated a tremendous lineup of guests on 10. We got ASAP Rocky, Black Star, Run the Jewels, Buster Rhymes and Rain Ghost, and all the Griselda fam that we're going to get to. But in terms of those outside appearances, what really strikes me, not just on 10, but on all your projects, is nobody phones it in. On other people's projects, you might get a lazy verse, but that doesn't happen on a West Side Gun project. As a curator, how do you pick those guests, but also how do you make it so they're always giving 110% because nobody slacks off? Yeah, nobody. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's, it's, it's just energy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it all it all start from my energy. Like I said, it start from me. It wouldn't even get... It, they wouldn't even have the energy if the energy they already didn't start from me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, once I just, just feel it, I already start thinking like who would sound dope on it. I guess they people just already know they have to come with it because I already have played my part too. You know what I'm saying? So they already kind of know. And I, you know, my whole approach be just outshine me. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people just be wanting to be selfish. They be wanting to shine. My instructions be outshine me because then I already know I'm gonna do what I do. And if you outshine me, we got the best song smoking. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. You know, I don't think people want to get on a song and lack with me just at all and what Griselda stand for in the culture 
and just me as a curator, what I've been, you know, doing, I just literally been bringing the best out of everybody. It's just, like I said, it's, it's, it's really just energy, bro. It's really real, just positive energy. Loyalty should be a blessing and never a burden. Never sacrifice a loved one because it was hurting. I tell you two things that's for sure and one thing that's for certain. You already know how to show what ain't. You niggas is curtains. curtains. We used to be good friends a long time ago. Finish the bag of chocolate, not rolling another. Reprimand dudes like your mother was scolding your brother. Niggas swore on our friendship, how could you recover? Impossible, y'all at the wake, or holding each other. each other. We used to be good friends a long time ago. Time and time again, I'm so used to reflecting. I'm out the womb, you was like my brother from a C-section. In terms of your OG lineup, your family, Conway, Benny, Derringer, they're all growing as artists and entrepreneurs, and they're doing their own thing. And if you look at like the history of hip-hop, whether you're talking about Wu-Tang or Rockefeller or Cash Money, that's usually where you get problems and it gets shaky. But you guys still all work together and you've grown your roster with names like Rome Streets and Stovon. How did you manage that growth? Like to keep everyone on the same page, but also let people grow? You know, that's the thing about it, bro. It's like, and and I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm saying this out of love. Like what makes me a great boss is I made other bosses. I show people the blueprint in other ways, how to do this, how to become the CEO of their companies and have a team and, you know what I'm saying, build them up as well. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not a selfish guy. We are family. Everybody that comes around, everybody that's a part of Griselda knows, like, I love everybody. I want everybody to win. That's always been my goal. That's why I do these type of curations to always make sure that they shine just as much as me. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to make sure that they get a hundred and ten, you know, because it's like all eyes is on me. But after they hear this, all eyes is going to be on you. Like, that's always just my approach. Like, you know, you only good as your, la your, your last song. I all, you know, by Conway being my brother and Benny being my cousin, it's like we've been together our whole life. You know what I'm saying? It's not me just being a boss to them. It's really just... I was on my business side. I wanted to be the, like the puffy, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted Conway to be the biggie and 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 Benny be like a mace, you feel me? Like, and still have a locks, you know what I mean? Like I wanted like that prime Diddy, like that, I, you know, and I rap when I want to. Of course I can make the albums, but we don't talk about Diddy being the best rapper. It's not about that, you feel me? But he was a curator and, and, and the people he had on Bad Boy and is legendary. That's the same thing with me. It was never an approach of, I want to be the best rapper. I wanted to always be the best curator. You feel me? So I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. And people don't even realize that sometimes. They think I just want to be the best rapper. So they'll say, oh, why? Or such and such is better than him. Or this. It, that's okay. But again, I make the best albums every year. Your favorite rapper album is not better than mine. So that lets you know something. That sense that like you do what you want, that comes through in the music. And I think it shines because like, a lot of people, not just in rap, but generally today, they're fucked up. They're not having fun. And then we see you in Greece in places that rappers just don't go regularly. And you're having just the time of your life. Like, do you think that that impacts the music, just that positivity? Of course, because I just, I surround myself with nothing but positivity. You see what I'm saying? I, I Anything negative, I try to stay away from, period. I'm at a point in my life, you know what I'm saying? I'm super blessed. You know what I mean? I'm raising my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing, you know, making investments. Like, 
I'm chilling, you know what I'm saying? I'm finally getting into my designer bag that I always wanted to do. I'm getting into my fourth rope like I always wanted to do. It's like I'm really expanding, man, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just having fun. So doing fourth rope, I'm having fun designing and having people, you know, everything's selling out and people, it's high demand. Like, that's all the things I'm just loving to do, you know what I'm saying? And I'm also loving to see Rome get that shine, Armani get that shine, like, you know how much that mean to me? You know what I'm saying? That's everything to me. You feel me? So I'm just having fun, man. And when you just keep yourself around family, you know what I'm saying? And, and just the people that really love you, you can never lose. And it's like I'm undefeated right now because my support system's so strong. That's all that matter. I don't I don't please nobody. Long as they're taken care of and they're happy, I'm happy. That's something that we don't see a lot, like that support system and being able to go the distance because in the 90s, and I mean this in all respect because I'm a fan, you'd have Wu-Tang would get a five-year run or Bad Boy would get a five-year run. But Griselda's been able to grow past, not past that, but add to it because you started out with Derringer, Alchemist came on board, and now you've got a new team. you got Conductor Williams, Camouflage Monk, Denny LaFleur. To me, they added a lot of color to your sound, Snap God as well. How do you really get producers to cater to your vibe? Because it's not just what they're coming with, you're really putting these together. You know, Monk been there since the beginning too though. He been there since since part two. He actually engineered the whole part two. But you know, we did that whole album in one day. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that album to me is so legendary because we literally did the whole album in one day. But like, you know, right now, Conductor, you know, Denny, those is family members, you see what I'm saying? And, and the thing about it is, I'm the type of guy like, yo, let's get up, let's hang out, come to my house, stay the night at my house two, three nights, man, let's cook up. I want you to know me, you see what I'm saying? Like, conductor know me, that's my brother now, you see what I'm saying? Denny LaFleur, he knows me, that's my brother now. It's not just, hey, send me a beat pack, you feel me? Like, nah, like, let's hang out, let's go to the club, here go my family, that's your family. You know, we, we vibe, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I seen something incredible in Conductor, and I just knew, you know, he had what it take, and I wanted him to grow with me. And the same with Denny, and, and it's like, you know, shout out to Derringer, that's my brother, that's day zero. People so shocked, like, you know, he isn't on this one, he isn't on this one, that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? He is on it, he on it because I'm on it, you know what I'm saying? So that's all that matter, that's the thing, you know, it's nothing negative going on with us, everybody want to try to figure out like what's really going on. Well, is him and Derringer beefing? No. Well, is is I, I don't see, you know, him and Conway and Benny and pictures like that uh, no more. Are, are they broken up? No. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is family stopping that, that like I don't do that. That's why I go to Greece. You know what I'm saying? For those reasons. And like on the other hand of having that core team, you've also got some legends behind the board on this one. Obviously, you got a long-standing relationship with Alchemist. Pete Rock was on Blind Tell. But you got Swizz Beats and RZA. And those are some real infinity stones because RZA doesn't make those soul beats anymore. And Swizz, he went to Harvard. How did that feel kind of connecting with them on that level? Man, shout to RZA. You know, that's the habit, man. Shout to Swiss. You know, Swiss just checked in not too long ago. You feel me? Like, you know, Swiss is fam. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's my guy. You know, he he didn't kicked a lot of knowledge to me. You know what I'm saying? Me and him to talk and hung out for hours. People like Swiss, I always want to impress. 
I always want to because he an OG. He's big into art. Like I'm big into art. You feel me? It's like we kind of just connect on a whole nother level. And you know, RZA, it was a dream of mine. I always, since day one, it's like, yo, the goal is to be on a RZA beat. You feel me? And just to have that like that sound, because like I said, this is what I'm I'm begging them for. Like, bro, I need this. You feel me? And um, you know, I got it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm thankful. And it's not it's not the enemy of RZA, actually. We have more. I urge you from this very moment right now to not be afraid. You are in a very special space and time. You have eyes, ears, sentient ability to witness historical narratives unfold before you regarding great things that have yet to be truly defined. When I first heard you, it was Fly God, the original one. And what I thought was like, this is the new Cuban links because it had that vibe and you took it in another direction with it. And one of the things that kind of makes your album special, because you got the beats, you got the rhymes, but when you have the interludes, the skits, even those little musical drops, whether we're talking about Chris Jericho speaking on you at ringside or even the pastor testifying about crack on Rowan Street's album, those are the things that not everybody does. It separates a good album from a great album. How do you know what to put where? How do you know, like, this is it, this is the skit for this song or this project? I mean, honestly, again, it's the energy. I don't. I never do the skits until the whole album is done. You feel me? And once the whole album done, and I put it in order, I just listen to it like three or four times. You feel me? And then I just start thinking, well, we'll go crazy here, well, we'll go crazy there, and I just start searching and researching and finding the illest shit that can fit that moment. You know what I'm saying? But. You know, I'm just always going, it's just like I said, I, it's, every project is like an art piece to me. It's just the way I paint it, you know what I'm saying? And nobody else can see it but me. Even the artists don't even see it until it be all the way over and we listen to it from top to bottom and they be like, holy shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is why he says he's the curator of all curators, you know what I'm saying? It's like when Armani was making those songs like, huh, rap on this, here, rap on this, here, rap on this. She wasn't hearing Liz too how I was hearing Liz too. You feel me? Is that how it goes with all the artists you're working with? Because you mentioned Armani. In addition to 10, you also did Rome Street's Kiss the Ring, which is boosted his profile tremendously. And I've just seen people comparing him to Big L now, which is obviously like a, a great look. How did that come together? Were you sending him beats from your producers? Were you waiting for him to record? and then putting it together. What was your involvement on a project like that? Because he's his own man as well. Oh no, uh, fly over here, we got work to do. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The beats was already there. Yeah, the beats is already there, bro. Like I, I actually picked the beats, you know what I'm saying? Like people, nah, I picked the beats, I named the songs, I put them in order, I put the skits on it, I do the cover. When it says curated by West Side Gun, that's being curated by West Side Gun. That's just not a let me send you some beats and you just we just drop a project. No, like you're flying into where I am and we're cooking that shit right on the spot. Armani, all those songs was made in front of my face. 
Wrong Street, that album was made in front of my face. Speaking of cover art, that was Eastside Flip on 10? Yes, sir. Shout out to Eastside Flip. And he's also on the project he's rhyming. That was a bold choice. How far does that relationship go back for you? Uh, Maybe about a year and a half. You know, I've been moving and shaking so much. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I just be in a hood like that all day long. You feel me? I had a mutual friend that he have. You know what I'm saying? I'd be just checking on him and making sure he good because, you know, he in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So he'll pull up on him, you know, give him a few dollars every day just to make sure he at least can eat, you know, things like that on a minimum. It started off as him just freestyling and my man recording a video. You feel me? And it sent it to me like, yo, listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. I mean, I listen, I've been, you know, and I start hearing, I'm like, yo, damn, yeah, actually could really rap. Hold on, this shit fire. And you know how the way I think it just curate. I'm like, yo, this is some Buffalo shit, though. Like, this is real E, because his name was just Flip. I named him Eastside Flip, because it's just like, when I look at him, that's Eastside Buffalo, just raw as fuck, grimy as fuck. That's it, you feel me? Like, that's where we're really from. You know what I'm saying? That's what we see every day. It's, it's, it's a lot of people in that... You know, that's in that flip position. You feel me? Just, you know, flip is a part of what I'm doing. But it's not like, you know, it's a lot of poverty where I'm from. You feel me? And I just, you can just see the pain, you know what I'm saying, in my city. It's no, it's really no sun there. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always gloomy. There's no tall buildings. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just one of those cities. Real at night, it's real dark, you know, real ran down. You know, it's just, it's just that feeling, you know? So when you see like, Claire from what was Sheen gonna do and you see, you know, East Side Flip, when you look at those faces, like that's what we see. That's Buffalo. Building on that, I wanna talk about Armani a little bit because I think she surprised a lot of people that maybe wasn't expecting it. And one of the things I, I liked about her album, like on Rome's joint, you had a lot of conductor. And on Armani, you had a lot of camouflage monk. He stepped into that one. You're the one who's putting these together. How do you decide, all right, Monk, you take the lead on this one, or Conductor, you do a little bit more on this one? Like I said, man, just just energy when I'm already built with those producers. I already know Monk's sound, you know what I'm saying? And I already know Conductor's sound. I already know Derringer's sound. I, already, I know these alchemists. I know these guys' sound already. I could just, you know, I knew Monk had it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was already cooking those you know, up-tempo, kind of like soul, but kind of like mainstream, kind of, it's just a vibe. Like Liz is totally different. Like that's the, the vibe of Liz too is totally different from any other Griselda project ever. And um, I just knew what I wanted to cook for her because, you know, the first project, it was just real raw and I just wanted people to accept her because at first they were just looking at her looks and thought she wasn't going to be able to rhyme. You know how that goes. She going to come with some you know, bubblegum shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, nah, she coming hard. Her first single out the gate was with Premiere. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, was simply done. It was just like, nah, we're going to show you off, off rip. You know what I'm saying? And she held her own. You know what I'm saying? And I always say nobody has ever written one bar for money. You know what I mean? She really gets in that booth and does that. You feel me? And she performs at a high level. Everybody love her. You know what I'm saying? She's beautiful. Like, she's a one-on-one because... The things she do, like she can, you know, all of that singing on Liz too, that's her singing with the melodies. It's like, 
you know, she can go with the best of them and with the raw shit, or she can really take you to the club. She can take you to, you know, the radio. She can do it all. It's like, you know, a lot of, you know, no disrespect to the female artists. It's like, you might can rap good, but you might not have the look. You know what I'm saying? Or you might not have, you know what I'm saying? You might got the look, but then you can't rap good. You see what I'm saying? It's just like, but just to be the total package, but can rap and have something on the radio with a beat king, but they could turn around and give you something with an alchemist or a Derringer tool or whoever is like, that says a lot. You guys have fed the streets all year. We had Benny and Alchemist. We had Conway, God Don't Make Mistakes. We had Peace Fly God, Kiss the Ring, Liz 2, and now 10. And the craziest thing is you still have more artists waiting in the wings. I didn't tell too many people I was speaking to you. I was trying to keep it on the low. But the couple of people I did, they said, yo, when are you going to ask him about Stove God? When's Stove God dropping? What's up with Stove God? He's killing every guest first. People are calling him like Young Busta before the coming. What's going on with the Stove God Brazilda project? I got to ask. Yo, where's Stove at? Tell Stove to come in, man. Tell him put the middle finger up. Not the middle finger, the piece up. I'm tripping. <laughs> Hey man, I'm smoking a ledge right now, by the way. You know what I'm saying? I'm smoking a ledge. You know, we got the crazy packs. The original paint was painted by Isaac Palel. You know what I'm saying? It's the craziest smoke on the street right now. But you know, stove here actually. That's what I'm saying. We family, like, this is what we really do. And that's why you hear the chemistry on these projects. You feel me? Cause we really there. It's the energy. It's like when Wu Tang was back in the studio together. That's why you hear the you hear it. You feel me in the records, but you know, Stove is a mastermind, man. Punchline King, a, a, a coke rap giant. You know what I'm saying? And I can't wait. Actually, we was talking last night. As soon as he came in here from the airport, I said, you know, we got to start working on your album, right? So it's just like, you know, me and Bodie already talking, me and Jay Worthy already talking. So, and Y and Billy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I done had Y and Billy since he was 18. He's 22 now. Now he's ready. He coming out with a gangster grill with drama. So that's probably going to be next. You feel me? So it's probably going to be Y and Billy and then uh, Bodie or Stove or uh, Jay Worthy, one of those. You know what I'm saying? But we don't never stop working. Rome got a project already with Conductor. That's another exclusive nobody know about. But hey, you feel me? Why not throw it out there? That's that's both family. That's both Griselda. And like I said, we don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And that's just on the music side. You're one of the busiest men. You running Fashion Rebels, GFXR, the fashion side of thing. You got Gun Basil 2 coming up? Gun Basil, you know what I'm saying? December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd is going to be crazy. Last year was just two days. You know what I'm saying? The first night we had an art show with a private party. You know, sponsored by Duce, Ace of Spade. Everybody had a good time, red carpet. And the next night I performed, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy because I brought Eastside Flip to Miami and Claire to Miami. This shit was insane. Eastside Flip ended up getting locked up, had to do a month in Miami. It was crazy. You feel me? And uh, legendary. But this year, I'm adding, incorporating Fourth Rope. So the first night now is going to be Thursday, and it's going to be my first Fourth Rope event. We're going to go crazy. It's going to be some of the illest indies mixed with a few pros, just mixed with a dope show. You never know who's going to be there sitting in the sitting in attendance and it's going to be a super vibe. Everybody been hyped about fourth rope. You know, I've, I don't lie about nothing, man. And y'all know how I curate. You know how much I love wrestling. So you know what I'm going to do for fourth rope. 
Speaking about fourth rope and that wrestling culture, I saw your set at Rolling Loud Online. They filmed that. And you was walking out with the championship belt on your shoulder. Lots of rappers had chains. Ghostface had the eagle bracelet. But I've never seen an MC walk out with a championship belt. Is that going to be a regular thing for you? I mean, who knows, man? You feel me? I actually have a belt, my own belt getting made. Damn, I wish I had could have show. I have one on the other side of the house. You know what I'm saying? A, a Griselda one too, but I actually have a fourth rope belt getting made right now as we speak because I'm going to have a fourth rope champion. You know, I can't wait to show that to you soon. But um, yeah, you know, I, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Garcia, shout out to him. I named my last song, you know what I'm saying, after him, Red Death. You know what I'm saying? That's actually his nickname. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Garcia, I brought him out at AEW, you know, a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite. We bring in the culture all the way around the board, man. Everybody loved wrestling growing up. And it's like, Fourth Rope is going to bring you to that again. I want to give you like real wrestling. I want to give you that feel. Just imagine Griselda, but in the wrestling world. You feel me? That's what Fourth Rope is going to be. That's a real interesting point because most of the time when rappers make it, however you want to define that, they feel the need to switch it up, to switch their sound. You don't do, you go deeper in, you get the wobblier conductor beats, you get the darker Derringer beats. You're not a man who cares about what other people have to say about it. You just do your thing, don't you? Uh, it's, it's all about me. I'm going to be honest. I make it for me and then I just drop it and hope you love it. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can do because I, I you know, like I said, I paint the picture. It's, it's the same way if, you know, artists just have a blank canvas and they just every couple of days, they just keep splashing on the splashing on it. And at the end, it's just a masterpiece. And then they just go when they get the energy, they just cook another one. It's the same thing. It's like once I start the piece, I'm not going to stop it till it's just done. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, here you go. But that's it. It's on to the next one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do too much thinking on it. You know what I mean? At all. I just go off the energy. Like, yo, this is the production. I, I, I put, you know, this beat up here, this beat up there. And then when I just get the urge to rhyme, I listen to those beats again. And then I just, I had that energy then because I want to rhyme. And then I just cook. Like, I, I'm really not a guy who do a lot of features and things like that because it's like, I only rap when I want to rap, you feel me? And it's like if the, you know, sometimes I want to do it, but the production not moving me. I'm going to be honest, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, damn, like I want to do it because this is a legend or this is somebody right here that could even help take me to even another level because they're so popular. But if I can't really vibe to it and the energy isn't there, it's like, man, that's an opportunity I can't even take. Because I'm not going to put my name on anything just because they want me to or people will think this is, man, this could take you to a whole nother level. Is you crazy? I done had so many of those opportunities and never did it yet. You know what I'm saying? Because I just stick to just doing what I want to do. That's what's going to keep me happy. I done already made it in my eyes. I'm already, I, oh, it's, no, it's nothing nobody can tell me that I'm not the GOAT. <laughs> you feel me? I'm, I'm the greatest curator. It's nothing. It's nobody. It's, I don't... I don't look at nobody and feel like, damn, they got me. You know what I'm saying? It's like right now I'm just in a space and I just want to keep giving you, even if I don't rhyme, I'm going to give you three to five of the illest projects you're going to hear every year from now on because I'm just in that zone. It's even gone beyond you in a way because you got all the projects that you're curating 
And you've created a space where other people feel confident to maybe make that music now, where before they would have said like, ah, no one's going to listen to this. One of the people that I was excited that you got on 10 is Mike Shab. I'm from Montreal. So big up Craven, big up Mike Shab. They're doing big things. How did that relationship come? Because we were real excited to see his name on it. Yeah, um, him just reaching out, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about me, man. I'm not one of those guys that's like stuck up or don't listen. Like I said, I listen to beats. That's what I do. So, you know, somebody plays, you know, sends something, I play the first one and it sounds decent, I'm going to go to two. You know what I'm saying? If it sounds decent, I'm going to go to three. It's like, okay, wait a minute, this person got something. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I hear the first, the first impression is always, you know what I mean, your best. So people, if you send me something, just know that. Make sure your first, your best one is first. Cause if it's when I hear that first one, I don't even go to the second one if I don't like the first one. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because look how many people send beats. But I give people a shot and you know, Mike reached out, I heard a beat, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then the second beat, I was like, yo, this is crazy. And both of those end up being on Michelle. And then the third beat, you know how we saying like camouflage shine on this one, conductor shine on this one. If Michelle would have came out today, Mike is with uh, shine on this one. This would take him to a whole nother level. And that's what I'm saying. Respect to him. He's not even Griselda, but that's already like, man, I want that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's give him something. Let's just cook crazy. You know what I'm saying? To take off from this because he's, he's definitely a young talent that I respect right now, man. And. I'm, I'm loving the vibe. He actually just sent me another pack, too. I'm going to go through. So I, I got about 20 new Mike Shabos, man. So the plug from now on when you stamping my bricks. Make sure it's the image of God. And let me be clear, the image of God is the image of me and my niggas. The Last Supper is me at the table with 12 water whippers. Stove Jesus in the sky cooking Yayo in the Big Dipper. <laughs> I'm the same nigga from the shop steps, just a bit richer. Cause I seen the big picture. I, I seen the money triple. I seen the fair pickups. Woo! I seen them snatches sold and lift his mask and take a picture. You made a statement recently. Don't call Griselda merch. This is fashion. For you, what is the difference in that line? Because you were very clear about that statement. Yeah, because when I was doing merch, I was going to my guy, he was ordering Champion, and we just smacked the screen print on top of it and sell it at the shows or sell it online, and that's merch. What I have on now is really cut and sew. We built this hoodie from scratch. You feel me? This doesn't have the elastic on the bottom. This is terry cloth in the inside. This this neck built the way it's built. The sleeves is built how it's built. You know, with the tight arm and t you know, get bigger up here. It's like this hoodie was made from scratch. See what I'm saying? The, the inside has the Fashion Rebel tag. So the difference between this is this has the Fashion Rebel tag. Yours have a champion. This is a big difference. Anybody can just say, yo, I want a seven-ounce champion hoodie, and they can get that same hoodie. Anybody can't just have this hoodie. You feel Nobody has this hoodie but me. So th that's the difference. It's like, nah, that was merch. This is the line. It's a difference. You would know if it's merch if I tell you it's merch. You know what I'm saying? Because now... It's going to have a merch price, you know, that, because that's the difference. Like, it might be a $50 to $100 difference if it's, 
because of just the different materials that I make it out of. Because that's the thing. Everything now is built, you know, being built from custom. No price is going to be the same. Like all my other, even the ones before, they, all the hoodies were 60. But say, for instance, one hoodie might be 100. The next one might be 150. The next one might be on some Balenciaga crazy heavy shit. And I might need 500, but it's only 200 made. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever I want to do now. But I'm still going to have some things to just put out there for like concerts and pop-ups. That's still going to be merch. You feel me? But like, you know, when you start seeing those premium goods that I'm posting, just know like those are handmade. We putting a lot of work in for those. You know what I'm saying? This is this was just white material, tan material. You know what I'm saying? We stitched this together. We dyed this red. So this isn't just something we just bought with red. We actually made this red. One name that I didn't expect to see on 10 is the Goo Goo Dolls, which isn't a name I've heard in, in a long time. How did y'all connect? Was that an alchemist move? Nah, not at all, man. You know, Goo Goo Dolls is from Buffalo. Yeah, so my engineer is their engineer. Like any, all my recordings in Buffalo is done at the Google Down Studio. You know, Buffalo, man. We all Buffalo kids, man. We all stick together, man. We all support each other, man. It's just we. It's one of them small towns. You feel me? Where it's like everybody salute each other and want the best. Like those guys want the best for me. Want the best for Griselda. You know what I'm saying? And just because it's two different genres, don't mean the love isn't there. So it's like, and their studio is dope. If you know. People like Little Baby or whoever come into town, you know, they if they get a you know studio session, they go there. But you know, my engineer, he's their engineer as well. Like I said, so he works there, and they always just show love. And in this project, I was just like, you know what, you know, that beat was just so crazy. Alchemist just went crazy on it. And I'm just like, yo, I want to do something different on this, man. Like I never did before to just the end the album like on some just. What the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? And um, I just reached out and shit, it got done, man. Elijah made it happen. You know, Robbie came to the studio and they just cooked it on the spot. I think that's also one of the types of moves that got Griselda that fan base. A lot like Wu-Tang, it's not just hood dudes. It's not just rap nerds. It's not just fans of street shit. It's all of that together because you're reaching out to different cultures. A lot of music I make has no drums and just sound crazy with a guitar loop. And, you know, the you know, especially like the old school Derringer classic instrumentals he was cooking. It was just like, I call it fourth rope music. If I was a wrestler, I could walk down to the ring to. That song, you know, Red Death is, I could walk down to the ring to that. You know what I'm saying? Just sound like, holy shit, this is like the biggest hill, period, coming to the ring. You know, those, like I said, man, Robbie, he heard the beat. I just put him on. I just wanted it to be different. I wanted it to be different. I wanted people to be like, holy shit, Google dials, like, what in the world? A lot of people don't even know they're from Buffalo. That's I'm just giving people more education because that's something that they didn't know. 
You know what I'm saying? Every time I die, they're from Buffalo. Hardcore punk band. You know what I mean? Like, I want to work with those guys. You feel me? Like, that's the type of shit I want to do just for the culture. Why not? That song, Red Death, I got a tough one as we wrap up to the end. Who got the best verse on there? Armani. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> you know, we all smoked it, man. We all smoked it. But, you know, I, I love to give roses to the queen, man. She's on a record with me, Stove, Rome, Benny, Conway, Jay Worthy. You feel me? Like, and she she crushing shit. So shout out to her, man, because she didn't miss a beat. She, she killed it. We fucking do it. Pop tag, get more, more rats in stores. Your trash, piss poor, big bills, tall stacks. Your cats, little boys. Y'all wanna come fuck with the queen, bitch? Nah. I'll pass Chris Paul. Y'all know what West and Money do. He hold the wheel, I'm shooting out the roof. Throwing shots, I hope they 90 proof. Cause this shit'll get real shady, poo. Gay bitches wrong, gay bitches doom. Let me start so I made bitches fool. Made a lane and I made bitches move Killed niggas and I sprayed bitches too Blow hard cause I go hard These hoes ain't on they job Dope fiend with the J9 Like they just came from the graveyard That was Westside Gun talking to Fader contributor Sun Raw West's new album, 10 Dropped this past Friday, October 28th Via Griselda Records and Empire the Fader interview is engineered by Tony D'Ambroni. The executive producer is Alex Robert Ross, and the associate producer is Raphael Helfand. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them online at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left a five-star rating and review. If you like listening to The Fader, good news. We're on the live radio app Amp. You can download it from the App Store now. And keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Fader Interview. Goodbye until then.